Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Randy Lemons does not necessarily endorse any of the products or services advertised on this program. Uh, Nikki, is our own Cliff Saunders running this morning? No, he is not. No, Cliff is uh, is not going to be running this year. But uh, huh. I, I believe Kenny is. Kenny? Uh, I don't know if he's going to do the half or the full, but yes, he's into marathoning now, too. I don't care if you do Producer Kenny. Yes. Walton and Johnson Kenny. Uh-huh. He trained for the marathon? I believe he did. Well, color me. Surprised? A bit surprised. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is this the weather we were expecting or what? Uh, you know, that's what well, you and I were talking about, the irony, right? <laughs> yeah, every year. It's supposed to be like this in yeah. January yeah. on a Saturday, Sunday morning marathon. And, of course, the couple that I ran, it was 80 degrees and 100% humidity. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, so, I, like, I can get into this. You and I could probably get into this weather stuff all day long. It's, uh, let's just, when I got up this morning at 5, it was 36 in Katy. Uh, it's 35 in Katy right now. They predicted a low of 33. Still may hit that. Yes, yes. In about, what, an hour, an hour, hour and a half? Yes, exactly. But it's it's only there for, like, a nanosecond in time. That's why I didn't want people yesterday to panic about the weather. For the most part, we weren't going to have what I consider to be freezing weather that needed everything to be covered and brought in. But 
depending on how much north you are and how much northwest you are, that always has to be taken into consideration. That's kind of one of the most interesting things about being able to be the garden goober, I mean guru, <laughs> here along the Gulf Coast is there. there's that 7, 8 degree temperature swing from our northern listening regions to our southern listing regions down in Galveston on a cold day like today. So, you know, Galveston, it's probably more like 40 degrees as opposed to 35 degrees as a low. And it does make a difference in how we protect and not protect plants. But first things first this morning, let me give out the phone number because we kind of need to pick up where we left off yesterday. Yesterday, we had a lot of interesting questions. No pressure on y'all today, but uh, it was a really fun day in terms of just questions. The only thing that I got to admit that's a little, I'd say a little disappointing is we got into the discussion on uh, about um, getting pictures in so we could look at them this morning. Uh, the last hour, I had several people calling in needing things looked at, and I was like, well, here's how it works. Go send me an email right now. Just click on the email link at randylemon.com or ktrh.com, then click on my face, and that'll get you that main page, and there's an email link there, and just say, need permission to send a picture. And then before the morning is out, we can get that picture, you can get that picture loaded, then call us back in. We'll pull it up and do some diagnoses. Um, so the week before we had several of those and yet yesterday had all these people ask for, were telling me they were going to ask for permission to send in pictures overnight, not a one email that came in asking for permission. So we'll have to pick that up where we left off. Everybody say good morning to young Will, Will Melbourne identity. Uh, he is going to be the person taking those calls first. When you call this number 713-212-KTRH, that's 713 713- Two one two five eight seven four. Will, I have to admit, I'm feeling a little bit naked right now. I I have the wrong, what I call, file folder. My my spiral folder where I make notes on like Friday and yesterday and on Saturday's program and the, the, what we're going to talk about the next day on the radio show. Some uh, very salient topics, and I'm dealing with the wrong spiral notebook. So at the uh, Bottom of the hour when we get to the news break, I'm going to have to make a run into the other room and maybe even I may have to get out in the cold and get into the truck and see if that uh, spiral notebook is out there. One, it's got to be somewhere in here. I didn't take it anywhere yesterday, right? So I want to look at my salient points. (laughs) I'm not sure I can remember them all without going back and looking at my little to-do list for today. But it does start with you guys and the phone calls. And as we've always said, that first hour on Sunday mornings, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, the best opportunity you can get in. Now, don't don't call, oh, gosh, he just needs a call. No, don't do that because then you're going to ask, a boneheaded question. I don't need you to ask a boneheaded question. <laughs> I need you to ask some really good questions like we had yesterday. Um, so if you're just now tuning in or you're new to Guardline, you're new to the Houston area, um, you do not have to ask, well, what do you recommend for fertilizer around here, Randy? Don't need those basic questions. That stuff has been covered so many times. And if you need to know that, Yes, you can call and ask the producer. He'll probably send you to the website. On some of the most basic of basic questions, we have so many tip sheets at the website, and we're going to have more. I didn't mention this uh, yet this morning, but Will knows this, and everybody else that works with me, really looking forward to about two weeks from now, uh, we're going to be launching a new website portal, and that's what it's going to be. It's just this portal of information. This we Last week, 
on Sunday's program, we were trying to come up with a different word for repository, <laughs> but it is, it's going to be a repository. It's going to be a depot. It's going to be a portal of everything that I've ever written from a, a garden line perspective for the last 20 plus years. And I say 20 plus, even though I've been doing this for 26 years, uh, we didn't really start collecting everything until right around the year 2000. So again, that's 20 plus years. And we didn't think about collecting that stuff digitally back then. Uh, otherwise, you know, and I'll be honest with you, first four or five years of doing this radio show, I wasn't writing near as much as at, when I hit that five-year mark, came up with the first book. Then we started keeping everything on computers, and then website stuff started coming around, and we started keeping a lineup of tip sheets on websites. So been collecting for a good 20-plus years. Uh, and that's what is going to, and then there's other people's contributions that are going to be on this portal, this, this website. I'm not going to give you, uh, we got several, <laughs> they're all going to come back to one, but the idea of things that have to do with Gulf coast gardening and Houston gardening, well, I can't, I don't want you to give, I do not want to give you all those names today because it, all you will do is come right back to this KTRH page right now. And what we want to do is collect every bit of writing at one time. So we're collecting, we're collecting, we're collecting. We're working fast and furious on that. And uh, there's, I don't have any reason to believe that we won't be up and running February 1st. So that's going to be fun. In the meantime, if you've got a deeper question than what's your favorite fertilizer, Randy, um, then you give us a call right now. I want to go dive deep into certain subject matter. We did, man, we did some deep dives yesterday. Will, you'd have been impressed. Here's the number you call Will first, 713-212-KTRH. Young Will Melbourne Identity takes your call. He just needs your first name. He needs to know kind of precisely where you're calling from. Then he needs to know vaguely what do you want to talk to me in detail about. He, he, you just don't have to go into the details with the producer, the board op, the call screener. Yeah, you do need to go into detail with me, but he needs the topic, at least the the topic. You know, do you want to talk bougainvilleas? That's kind of specific. Do you want? Yesterday we had knockout and drift rose questions about pruning and it was really good those were a couple of the deep dive moments we had yesterday but just kind of be specific about what the subject matter is but you can be brief just hit the topic with young will at 713-212-KTRH that's 713-212-5874 so in about two weeks i'm going go back to this little subject matter because i'm a little jazzed about it i'm really looking forward to it uh, we'll have this portal of information for everybody and and, and we're going to add to it, and we're going to need your suggestions. What topics would you like to see covered in more detail? Uh, so those are going to be, this is, it's not going to be a Q&A. It's not going to be an, a, a way to uh, ask your, guard, your specific gardening question. The idea is that your question, the idea is that your question will be answered in the gazillion articles that are going to be in this portal. Um, because if you consider how many emails we get just regularly, and then how many comments you'll probably get on a website portal like that it's physically and it's logically impossible to answer every single email uh, i noticed that with um it's kind of funny i noticed that with a, a i don't get to see every facebook comment it's just, again physically and logically impossible to get into every comment on all our facebook posts i stumbled across one where it was like, why, I, I, why does he not answer all these comments? 
do you understand how many comments? Do you understand how many reactions are made to any of these Facebook posts? And then it goes to the point, well, I guess you've never really read the front page of Garden Line with Randy Lemon on Facebook. Because if you did, that main page says, this is not a Q&A set place. This, we are not, it's not like an email answering. If you got a question, we got lots of hours of the radio show. You can get your specific question in and we can dive deep. You don't just get a quick little one-sentence answer like you would on Facebook comment lines or in email Q&As. Makes sense? Also, one other thing I want to talk about before we get to the board of calls, and that has to do with uh, uh, Randy Lemon Consulting. I know a lot of people asked about that yesterday, uh, and it is pretty simple. If you are interested at all, then you have to send an email with the word consulting or consultation, and, and then uh, the online virtual assistant takes all of those consulting consultation emails and gives you a, this is how it works, email back. And then you work with the um, online virtual assistant in getting booked for Randy Lemon Consulting. That Those are on-site visits. Um, and like we said yesterday, and I'll give credit where credit's due to a friend named Kimmy. Um, and she brought up this good point that is like, when people are asking, you know, what it costs and everything, it's kind of priceless because you're getting 25 years plus of my knowledge out there on site because everybody's a little bit different. We do handle questions on case-by-case -case basis. Well, duh, Randy Lemon Consulting is definitely on a case-by-case -case basis. But you get all that knowledge out there and experience. And then my friend Angela, who's helping me with this uh, website portal stuff, she says it's a great combination of science and experience that you get with uh, Randy Lemon Consulting, and it'll be that same way with the portal. We're going to have that great 25 years, well, in this case, 20-plus years of collecting it, uh, knowledge that we hope to bestow on you and that you can learn from. One of the first ways we do start it, though, is with the phone calls. I got Greg and Woodlands, got Mark and Katie. They're going to be up first next segment. We've got to take our break. We'll be right back. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. All right, so good morning again, everyone. This is the Garden Line. We're about ready to rock and roll. Again, we've got to get to Greg first, Mark second. And uh, who wants to get in on the open lines behind them? Because we will have plenty of open lines always during the first hour of the Sunday radio program, which we do live, just to prove my point. It's 624 on this Sunday morning. It is marathon morning here in Houston. Good luck to all you runners. I, I'm, I don't know. When you were but a baby. Oh, yeah, wait. Will, what year were you born? 98? I was close, wasn't I? When you were but uh, two years old, I ran my first marathon. I know, laugh. <laughs> but, uh, I was talking about it in detail yesterday because we were lamenting all the weather. Uh, every time I ran a marathon, 99, 2000, and 2001, um, it was hot and humid. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's supposed to be cold like it is right now that it makes it better for the you know let's just be blunt the fatter marathon runners like i was um because we were sweaters anyway sweat we sweat a lot um but when you sweat a lot and you're doing a marathon in 100 percent humidity and 80 degrees you sweat even more and it will shut you down <laughs> at a certain mileage marker for me it was mile 16 somewhere between 16 and 18 the body just shut down i walked it in but i finished the first one all right, let's go to Greg in the Woodlands, get things started. Greg, good morning. You are on the air. Hey, 
Hey, good morning, Randy. I'm looking to I'm putting in a pool and wanted to get some ideas on privacy uh, in and around the pool to kind of block out uh, the back neighbors and then as well, kind of a little bit further away from the pool, some ideas there. I was going to ask you about clumping bamboo or, or what else we could do there. Well, if you like clumping bamboo, it's great for around a hedge, not a privacy hedge on a fence line. Uh, but it has to be clumping because if it's running, you're going to be miserable 10 years from now and your neighbors are going to hate your, you know what, 10 years from now. Um, there are so many other, you know, I, I don't have time to read you a chapter in a book on this, but you got to have to do a little bit of research on this. And if you come across plants like Texas wax myrtle up in the woodlands is a no brainer for a fence line privacy hedge because you can grow it up above the fence line and then keep it at a certain height. Um, I know a lot of people, depending on their shade situation up there, do it with Japanese U's, Y-E-W-U. Um, but there are, there are a ton of other evergreen shrubs. They're just kind of, by today's standards, a little bit on the boring side. They're in the, uh, you know, the juniper family. They're in the cypress family. Uh, and it kind of depends on, you know, your tastes. Uh, because what I like, you may not like, and what you like, I probably wouldn't approve of. <laughs> so there's some research that has to be going on here. And one of the things that you know I tell my consulting clients all the time is like, get a little skin in this game, uh, and then come back to me with an email and ask, you know, Randy, here are the five privacy hedges I came up with, and uh, I want you to pick out the best one for me. Uh, I like doing that to help people hone in on the best choice, but right now you're starting from scratch, so you're going to have to do a little homework on this, come up with a list, then come call me back next weekend after you get that. You could get that list together by 9.30 today and call me back between 9.30 and 10, and we will pick out the best one for you. But in the woodlands, uh, I'm always going to I don't want to say punt. Punt's not the right word, but football's on my mind today. Uh, um, I'm always going to defer to Texas wax myrtles for a privacy hedge. It just works so best out there, and it's a Texas native. Uh, but if you're looking for something completely different than the clumping bamboo that you already came up with, is a smart idea, too. Perfect. Thanks. You bet. All right, let's go next to Mark and Katie. Mark, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, that freeze last year really weakened the grass on the north side of my house, uh, which is the side of my home. And uh, I did my usual broadleaf killer and stuff like that in uh, mid, mid to late February. I probably should have done a second application, but I didn't. And uh, I didn't want to stress the rest of my lawn during the summer. So I did my winterizer with the broadleaf uh, killer and stuff like that uh, this fall. But now that the grass is going dormant, more brown, I've got a big broadleaf problem on the north side of my house. Uh, should I be planning on doing two applications, this, doing one here in the next week or so? And then the next well, one... Well, broadleaf weed killer, the cool season herbicides that we talk about. First of all, God, man, there's stuff. There's so much I want to say because you, you set yourself up for it the way you described it. Um, the freeze did not kill yards unless the yards were already in some serious distress and not being taken care of. The, the freeze last year did not kill lawns, right? Healthy, normally taken care of yards survived that freeze quite well. The root systems didn't die. 
And uh, we we not we documented this one yard a hair and Katie too uh, as a perfect example. So um, the reason you're covered up in weeds right now, we talked about this in detail yesterday, is because you have poor soil. Well, that makes sense. Why you thought you lost a lot of yard last year prior to the freeze? You had poor soil, no good conditions for the soil. You're going to lose some lawn. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold because we got the news, weather, and traffic break coming up. Uh, we're going to dive back into your basic question a little bit deeper because everybody does need to hear this, having to do with cool season herbicides. Uh, you're approaching this the all wrong way, but that's not a little bit surprising because. Um, the way you asked the first question is like you're blaming the freeze on what really did not cause all these weeds to happen. Uh, it is basically poor soil. But what you use at this time of the year is critically important so that you don't damage what grass is still left. So hang tight. Anybody else that's got a broadleaf weed part problem like Mark and Katie, hang tight. We're going to talk about that in detail coming right back. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you looking for a trusted property insurance partner to help your business grow and stay resilient? FM Global uses science, data, and research to help you make informed decisions. By working together, FM Global can help you grow your company with confidence and deliver the protection and expertise you need to thrive. We're also here to help you navigate the complex world of ESG. We'll work with you to identify and mitigate risks related to natural disasters and offer solutions that contribute to a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper. Hey, we on Will. Hey, we ought to we ought to pull out songs about running <laughs> today. <laughs> we thought about that yesterday because of the marathon. Pull out songs about running, or pull out cold songs. Cold as ice because kind of one of the coldest days we've had since two weeks ago. Little bitty freeze came through. I think we're supposed to have the uh, like high thirties. Was it Thursday, Friday, early mornings? I'm gonna I'll look into that weather when we get done with this hour. As we love to do, we are weather geeks here on the Garden Line. Let's get back to Mark and Katie in just one second. Let me give out the phone number for everybody else. They can get in behind Mark. And you can get Greg's open line already now, too. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. 713-212-5874. So let's start, Mark, over in a fun way for anybody else listening out there. Um Mark, have some fun with me. This is a little bit of poking, little tongue-in-cheek fun. 
But um, okay. Mark tried to blame the freeze on the loss of his yard last year. And I, I've been on so many consultations in the last 12 months that uh, I know for a fact that the freeze did not kill yards. Only further damaged, poorly cared for soils and people's yards. But a healthy, well-cared-for yard prior to last year's February Uri freeze, those, all those yards came back with a flourish, with a flurry. They, they did well right after the freeze if their soil was protected by a good, thick stand of grass. Where you have poor soils, uh, people did lose some par- portions, of the, portions of their grass, but they probably always have been covered up in weeds in those sections, too. The poorer the soil, the more weeds we get. So I have to go back in time on this, and the way um, Mark's going to ask this kind of specific question, we're going to get to it, but I have to ask you a couple of really quick questions. And um, we say, um, <laughs> here's the fun part. I have to go Dr. Laura on you. I require a yes or no answer on this. You do not need to explain any further. But are you following the lawn fertilization schedule to AT? Yes or no? No. Okay. Because people that say, well, try, that means no to <laughs> trying is just not doing it. You have to stay true to the schedule. So uh, let's also go backwards in time. You've got to improve this soil. You've got to aerate. You've got to compost top dress a few times over the next 18 months. The more aeration and compost top dressing, the better the soil, the better the grass, especially the St. Augustine, will thrive and survive. Now, at this time of the year, let's go to your question. We're talking about using a broadleaf weed killer out there. We talk about and have written about, it's one of those articles that will be uh, in this portal big time. Anybody wants to talk about broadleaf weed killing or cool season herbicide. We recommend cool season herbicide a lot at this time of the year. And if you're spot treating broadleaf weeds, it's not a matter of, can I do it more than once? It's a matter of spot treating until you're happy. <laughs> you're not trying. And if you have to use it wall-to-wall painting, then yeah, you've got some serious issues with the soil because you're covered up with weeds. If you're dealing with more weeds than you are grass, that goes back to my whole original point. We've got to get the soil better if we want the grass to be its own self-defense against weeds. But the cool season herbicides, not just a broadleaf weed killer, in the month of January and a little bit later on on a non-windy day. So it was funny yesterday, I, I think I may have mentioned prior going to the news break, Mark, that we talked a lot about cool season herbicide stuff yesterday because uh, no one was able to spray yesterday. It was way too windy. You never want to get out and spray on a windy day any type of herbicide. And in this case, you need a calm, cool morning, and you can get out there once it gets above 40 degrees, which is only going to be in a couple hours. So by 12 noon, you could get out with a cool season herbicide. The two most readily available cool season herbicides are Bonide Weed Beater Ultra and Fertilome Weed Free Zone. If somebody else tries to put anything else in your hand and a broadleaf weed killer at this time of the year, if you use a typical broadleaf weed killer at this time of the year, and especially if you don't add a surfactant, back to that in a second too, you can kill existing grass with out-of-season broadleaf weed killers. That's why we are such big proponents of those two cool season herbicides. We're also a major proponent of making sure you add a surfactant to either of those two cool season herbicides because we have way too much hard water. And trust me, I know what the hard water is like in Katy. I live in Katy, so I do know. So adding the surfactant to any cool season herbicide is going to be critical. Spot treating, you can do it while the weather is what it is for the next two, three weeks. 
you just don't want to be using cool season herbicides once we get above 80 degrees as our high temperature. So we got a big window of use still left for the cool season herbicide, which they focus on broadleaf weeds precisely. Uh, does that all make sense now? Yeah, it sure does. And uh, like, and like I said, it's only on the north side of the house, my backyard, my front yard. Well, that, that goes to the uh, pre-emergent herbicide usage and staying true to the fertilization schedule. So if you've not printed that schedule out, go online right now. You can go to randylemon.com, L-E-M-M-O-N, and print off the fertilization schedule. Put it on your kegerator. Put it above your irrigation control. Put it on your fridge in the house and, and stay true to it. We are technically two to three weeks away from diving deep into the fertilization get get busy with the fertilization schedule so we know what we're doing the rest of the year you stay true to that you get an aeration compost top dressing done every six to eight months you will improve that soil you will see less and less weeds as you go forward staying true to the schedule all right cool Uh, That's a long, deep dive into telling everybody, use the cool season herbicides as much as you want at this time of the year. It is not a problem to use it, uh, especially um, when the weather is is perfect for cool season herbicide usage right now. Absolutely perfect. All right. Also, John and Katie, are we going to have nothing but Katie calls this morning? Nah, that's not going to happen. Let me give out the phone number of Restview and other parts, or if you're in Katie still, can get in behind John and Katie. We'll see what... Hmm. I'll dream my fire. <laughs> I have no idea what this question is going to have, but I am looking forward to it. I got to say the least, because reading the comment line where the question is, it's, it doesn't make sense to me, but we'll see. 713-212-KTRH. If you got a question, get in behind John and Katie right now. 713-212-5874. Yeah, you're right, Will. This is already starting to play out much like yesterday. We're diving very deep on one little subject matter and uh, I love those kind of situations. That, that makes my brain work. It gets the synapses firing. And if I get the synapses firing, I'm ready to help everybody. 713-212-KTRH. Give us a call. You're going to be talking to Will first. Young Will Melbourne Identity. He's going to take your first name. He needs to know where you're calling from. And in one sentence or less, what do you want to talk to me in detail about? Good one, Young Will. See, we could have some fun with the run songs today, can't we? You could also sneak in a cold song. <laughs> it's kind of cold outside. Good luck to all the marathon runners. What? We're T minus nine minutes from the gun, thereabouts. And uh, enjoy it. And if you're a fan, cheer them on. You may not be out there for a couple of hours as fans. Uh,. That was always the weirdest thing about the first hour or so of the marathon, kind of going through downtown and winding away around the Elysian Viaduct area. It was like people didn't hang out there (laughs) rooting you on. One, it was too early in the morning, too. It was just considering where the location was. It started get always started getting better once you went through Rice University. You know, once you went through Rice, then things got fun. I remember, um, I don't even know. I'd have to look at it. I know they changed the route from 20 years ago, but... We went down, what was it, Potomac or Augusta, one of those two, to get to Memorial. Kind of wiggle your way around and get to Memorial Park. And then, of course, Memorial Park. Always tons of people up and down there cheering you on. So, again, good luck, marathoners. Enjoy. 
enjoy the weather because <laughs> that's this is marathon running weather for sure uh let's go to uh john and katie as promised uh i'm looking forward to hearing this question because i don't understand it in the comment line but here we go john katie good morning hey good morning randy thanks for taking my call uh what's your question paint, sir paint a picture for you let me paint a picture for you i've got a pool deck or a big pool in my backyard they built a deck and they extended the deck out under the patio, and they built in a gas fire pit, uh, 36 inches across. And, and I, it doesn't work anymore, so I dug out all the lava rock. There's good soil in the bottom of it. And uh, I was wanting to see if I could plant a, uh, like a citrus tree there, you know, the dwarf Meyer lemon, lemon or a Satsuma. I, I'm, but, I'm okay with that. It's about the soil from this moment on and drainage. Okay. Got to make sure that your drainage up because you're going to have to build up the soil in there. You don't want to just go in there into the existing soil, especially with a fruit tree. Um, if you will take a moment and do a little research on this, um, I'm not going to post it on Facebook because I've posted it like a half a dozen times in the year 2021. Uh, but if you can go find it real quick if you'll Google search Randy Lemon fruit tree planting. Okay. Yep, I have your books actually, and I've, and I've used that. No, no, this is this is not about the unless you have. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you have Texas Tough Gardening? I do. Okay, go read the the planting section in in the citrus chapter about planting fruit trees. You do you incorporate okay. that concept into that fire pit, and you can grow a citrus tree in there. Just make sure there's drainage at the bottom. You know, yeah. I don't want it ever okay, collect yeah. a ton of water in there. Yeah, I can do that. Any recommendations? I mean, would a, would a full-size Satsuma tree sit there? Would that create any problems with roots or anything, do you think? No, no I think that 36-inch wide, you can do just about anything you want to because it's uh, it's going to be 10 years before the root system might cause a problem to the pit size. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's concrete. Or it's, it's concrete flagstone. So yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm more worried about drainage than anything and making sure the right soil is in there. If, if your concept was to plant in that fire pit and use the existing soil that that would be a death sentence probably no i figured i would follow your guidelines and, and start all with all new soil and basically cool after i fix the drive I'll, I'll dig down and see what the drains look like too all right i'm i'm with you then okay no now i understand there. what the question is on the comments <laughs> line <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say it was like planting a tree in a fire pit. What? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Drainage, soil drainage, two, two keys to success on success on this. Um, I, I want to wrap things up, talk a few talking points, uh, but I know I've got Tom and Kingwood. I've got Marty and Fairfield. We'll be the first ones up when we come back next hour. First hour kind of wrapping things up. Um, I'm looking at the temperature, trying to monitor it. It hadn't dropped any further in Katie, so 35 degrees it still is and so I, I still stand by the way we handled uh, freeze protection look i myself brought in everything last night i just i don't take those chances um but as we look for and i'm going to i'm going to get into the weather forecasting business here in the next hour too we have we will have another couple of nights like this in our future ladies and gentlemen and so we have to be prepared to cover or move but it's nothing like what happened last february that's for sure and i don't see that on the horizon i will also always admit that we we didn't know last year no one knew 
last year. The weather forecasters got caught off guard by the Uri freeze. I mean, it barreled its way down very quickly. We did have a few days to get ready for it plant-wise and pipe-wise and things like that. And if we are to have another freeze, we're going to have plenty of time to get ready for it. But this is pretty typical of our Januaries around here. You don't have to hit any panic buttons. If you need to call me about damage, let's wait a week. Call me next weekend about whether something made it or didn't make it through this in our northern, northwest regions. Very, very light freeze because it's happening right now. It's like now would be the temperature where it's 32 degrees, but it's going to be there for a very brief amount of time this morning. You know, for us, a deep freeze is when we're like 26 for hours. That's what is really life killing to a lot of plant life around here. So this is normal. Okay, I got this 25 plus years of knowledge telling you this is so normal. Do not panic. But let's be prepared for the next one because there will be another one before we get to February 15th. I'm almost certain of how cold it will be. Eh, I don't think it's going to be that harsh. Good morning. Welcome in. Welcome back. I've got Tom and Kingwood, Marty and Fairfield still there on hold. We'll get to them momentarily. Let me talk about a couple of things and then we'll dive into the phone calls. The rest of you can get in behind Tom and Marty at 713-212-KTRH, 713-212-5874, 713-212-KTRH, 212-5874. Let me be specific about one of those um, when you see the fertilization schedule from about two years ago, we reconfigured it a little bit. We've we've made adjustments to the schedule as needed over the years, but it's still, if you just go back to the old schedule and want to stick to it, it's fine. We have added trace minerals. And really, you if you do it consistently over the next five years, you don't have to add trace minerals two times a year, once a year. So coming up in February, if you've never done it before, trace minerals are there and azomite is the most readily available. A-Z-O-M-I-T-E. If you have never checked it out online, do so. Go do your own deep dive on this, your own research. You know what? I'm, I'm making a note to myself. I'm going to make an Azamite post on Facebook later today. I don't know when. Maybe 9 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock. Could be 10.30. It'll definitely be before football. <laughs> That's so bad. I, I am not working at all the rest of the day. Once I get my Facebook post done, those that then it's going to be a football kind of day at the lemon household. Um, I'm just just debating whether to go to a friend's house or not. I just I'm so superstitious. <sighs> Let's get that out of the head right now. But I'll definitely post something on uh, Facebook about azomite so you can see it. And and let's start the new year off right. It's you know, 2022 New Year's resolution. If you're going to call the program and ask me a question about azomite. It's not azomite. Look, I was guilty three years ago. I called it azomite because that's just the way it looks phonetically. But turns out there's a reason why it's azomite because it's everything from A to Z in the trace mineral department. 
along with some dolomite. So azmite, azomite. That makes sense? Now it makes sense, right? So uh, check out azomite.com. You're going to azomitetexas.com. Uh, look, it, it's more and more readily available any place that carries my fertilization schedule products because the Ace Hardware stores, those feed stores we've already talked about today, the nurseries and garden centers that we brag upon and you know shower kudos upon, they've carried the Nitrofoss lineup of products. And because Azomite is mostly distributed through the Nitrofoss warehouse, then they're going to have it. See, see that connection? So if you get a chance, check out azomitetexas.com. It'll teach you everywhere in the state of Texas that sells the azomite product. But if we're going to follow this year, New Year's resolution, I'm going to stay true to the fertilization schedule. If you've never done it before, then definitely do the trace mineral package. And the one that's the most readily available is azomite, A-Z-O-M-I-T-E. All right, here we go. Tom in Kingwood is up next. I got to get the call screener working right there. Tom Kingwood, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yeah, question regarding magnolia trees. Uh, I've never really had much of a problem keeping grass under it until you know, here recently. This last five inches of rain we had this past week, uh, I saw a lot of erosion occur. I'm wondering what I can plant under it. Reading online, it sounds like there's not a lot you can do. Maybe ferns and what, hostas? Hostas? What would you recommend for well, that? Yeah, the you're dealing with a you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't type thing. Um, right. You really shouldn't get in there and try to build a significant bed around the base of any tree around here and then try to plant things. In a magnolia that's established like this, first and foremost, stop pruning it from the bottom up. If you've pruned it from the bottom up, stop that immediately. Uh, I would prefer magnolias to be touching the ground, and thus you never have to worry about anything planted underneath there. Um it, if you drive around, look around, the the most unhealthy looking magnolias are the ones that have a true canopy where I could walk, a, a seven foot person could walk under there and mow the yard. Uh, that's not right for a magnolia tree. They, they're not to be touched. Pine trees are not to be touched, but everybody does. They pretty, they think they got to get under there and mow the thing. Well, now you're in that damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And if you want to do stuff like hostas, I would prefer you do more ground covers like Asian jasmine, ivies, ferns, because they only need a couple inches of dirt to get established in. And you're going to have to bring in a couple inches of ro like rose soil to do this correctly. But if you bring in more than a couple inches, now you're suffocating the root system in that uh, magnolia tree, and then you're going to cause it even more stress, and you're still not going to have much of a healthy soil to plant anything in unless it's a true, and I mean true, underline this word, ground cover, right? It's not, hostas are not a true ground cover for us down here. They're more of an annual, uh, but they're pretty, and they got a lot of different colors, but I'd be very, very careful with what you plant in there unless it's a true ground cover. True ground cover is the key word, but the Asian jazz, Asian jazz ferns, right? That's an example thereof, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then uh, I will look at it. Uh, I suggested uh, monkey grass, and I got shot down by wife and neighbor. Monkey grass, dwarf monkey grass. Uh, again, drive around. Go to, like, Bryce University yeah. area after the marathon. Don't do that today. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you'll see monkey grass yards. You'll see dwarf monkey grass yards, liriope. Um, variegated liriopes. Um, I'm, I'm a particularly big fan of, a, uh, but I have to get them as babies. Uh, what's called flax lily. Dianella is a really great ground cover for underneath trees, but 
you got to start them small because you don't want to have to build a eight inch bed for a significantly sized Dianella or flax lay. It's an interesting. This is you're in a uh, world of interesting choices here because should have left it alone to begin with. Now maybe you didn't have this property. I get it. People move into long houses that have existing um, trees. They don't know how they were taken care of if they were taken care of. No matter what you do, if you listen to this radio program, you buy a new house and property, you should dive into, you should get serious about deep root feeding your trees. Don't come at me five years later and go, you know, I bought this property. Everything seemed normal five years ago. Now all the roots are coming up. Like that we could have five years ago, five years prior, headed that off at the pass by doing a deep root feeding, deep root watering program that we, we ballyhoo all the time here on this radio program. Some people say ad nauseum, <laughs> the deep root feeding of trees. So um, that's the other thing. No matter what you do, no matter what you choose to do, I would still do a deep root feeding of your magnolia tree first and foremost. Let's keep those tr- root systems healthy. Don't let those roots come up and damage your ground cover experimentation going on as well. And I will say this one more time. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with Marty in Fairfield, make sure she has enough time. Um <sighs> I know a lot of you don't even think about it, but if you drive around and look, you'll see the best looking magnolia trees are down to the ground. The brand, the lowest branches are touching the ground. U of H campus. You see it all over the university of Houston campus. Um, seen it on many, many golf courses over the years because they know not to touch those magnolia trees. We plant them in households and then people think they have to walk underneath them to mow their yard. And then they start pruning from the bottom up and that starts stressing out and making them look horrible. They do not enjoy being pruned. Same for pine trees. Same thing. Let them keep their lower branches. But I can't get underneath. Well, then you shouldn't have planted that there. You, know, you keep pruning trees, those two in particular, from the bottom up. You're stressing them out. Other hardwood trees, they're fine. They're supposed to be pruned. They're supposed to have canopies. I'm just telling you the two that you leave alone for the future. So Marty and Fairfield, hang tight. You will be up next. We're going to take a quick little break. Uh, We can also fill in the open lines at 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Let me talk. Since we're talking about these magnolia trees, let me throw this out here for you. If you're going to do the deep root feeding per our instructions, we talk about augering the holes, poking the holes on the magnolia tree. Then you come back with an organic food. Well, I prefer you come back with an organic like acid-loving plant food, because magnolias are a yaya plant. So azaleas, camellias, gardenias, magnolia, all right? So we poke the holes, we scatter microlife acidifier. Microlife red label, 624, great product. We had, Yesterday, we talked more in detail about microlife humates plus. If you ever wanted to like, um, I, you do, I, I know this radio, but you do that, like I look right, I look left, you know, I want to let everybody in on the secret. Hey, Lenny, the secret. You want to do like a quick, compost without really doing compost the microlife humates plus will get you there what if you aerated and did the microlife humates plus even more benefit for the yard but so many da- different great my- microlife products the entire lineup we actually posted a picture from uh, southwest fertilizer yesterday to show you a place like that that carries every single type of microlife products but you got to find those places first online at microlifefertilizer.com that's microlifefertilizer.com <laughs> Running with the devil. <laughs> I love it. 
been going well. There are a few people out there running with the devil this morning already. I guarantee you that. They <laughs> yeah, sold their soul to train for this thing. Oh, kidding. I'm kidding. Man, I'm uh, actually, I got a big smile on my face. I'm looking at one of these long-term weather forecasting machines. Look, I also know I am weather savvy enough to know, even if you ask someone like our, our, our media friend, Jeff Linder, the meteorologist with Harris County and the flood district and all that kind of stuff, uh, but he was uh, he became that superstar during Hurricane uh, Harvey. You really cannot be precise on forecasting weather unless you're about like in max would be eight days out. You can really kind of get precise on that eight day out. Six better, everything. And the six day out forecast on this in, in the Houston area, the low temperatures show thirty six to thirty seven. So that's good news. It doesn't look like it's going to freeze again in January. And looking at this long-term weather forecasting, I love doing that. I mean, I've taken this thing all the way out through February. A very important date in my life will be February 12th. I get to go to that wine thing I went to a year ago that blew my doors off and ended up becoming super fans of several wines that I keep buying. But So I got this wine tasting thing I need to go to February 12th. And it's kind of pseudo outdoors so you want the weather to be good so if my friend stephanie is listening this morning um february 12th 68 degrees high 50 degrees low partly sunny that's they're projecting that and i but what i'm doing is i'm looking at the low temperatures all the way through february and it just does not project anything close to a freeze so i'm really in a way looking forward to on that weekend that we launch our website portal stuff which technically be February 1st-ish. So we might do it on the 29th. But that weekend also, I'm going to be giving everybody permission to jump into the lawn fertilization schedule for sure. For me, for sure, I want to get through February 2nd. That's kind of the lowest temperature. But there's so many 70s and 68, 75 high degree temperature. Man, we can jump in on the schedule early in February if this weather forecasting tool is precise. Let's go to Fairfield and say good morning to Marty. Marty, good morning. You are on the air. Morning, Randy. Question, um, I think I'm going to aerate. Uh, well, I know I'm going to aerate. I just, but I went on to Green Pro, and it was kind of expensive. And I was wondering, I have one of those tillers, the hand tiller that you use in the, in the flower beds. Could I do that instead and... And just on a lawn, no, it'll tear it up. Oh, okay. Well, that's a tiller, not an aeration machine. Okay. Is there look? Uh, you've listened long enough to the garden line aeration compost top dressing. It we used to promote it as a do it yourself opportunity. Um, I realize most ladies don't want to deal with that huge aeration machine, but you could rent it and hire a landscape crew to come in and do that for you and have them spread the compost top dressing. The way you save money is, yes, you do it yourself. But you know that we have a lot of people, and listen long enough, that don't have the time or inclination to do this, but it is necessary to be done. And when, like, we've posted things on Facebook about uh, Green Pro most people realize, okay, it's worth it. It's very well worth it, especially if I'm only going to do it one time over the next few years. We'll at least get the pros to do it for you, um, and it's worth that kind of investment. But if you know, if money is the biggest issue, then you have to opt for the do-it-yourself 
uh, uh, you know, moment in this. And you can rent an aeration machine. Uh, when I used to live in Fairfield, I'd rent the aeration machine with neighbor Steve. We'd bring it to our street. You'd have neighbor Kevin and then uh, Fred down the ways. We'd get four yards done for 80 bucks. Everybody chip in $20, right? And then okay. neighbor Steve would allow me to dump the compost down there. And then you'd have me and neighbor Kevin and neighbor Fred with wheelbarrows going and then doing our uh, aeration compost top dressing ourselves. And it, it was very cost effective that way. But the for people like you yeah. in Fairfield and subdivisions like that, you need to get neighbors to go in on it with you. That way you can get a lot of compost on the cheap delivered on site and you know, everybody to use the aeration machine. And if you have like a, a neighbor who's willing to do the physical machine for you, well, you know, you maybe chip in a little bit more than, than him on the renting of the aeration, but that home Depot over there on 290, that's we, we rented it there every year. And just got okay. it in the truck and did it. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get but to work on do it. Do not use a hand tiller as an aeration machine because that's the difference between tilling area. You will tear up root system of that grass if you try to use that as an aeration tool. Good question. Interesting question. People looking for alternatives. Yeah, the spikes on shoes. That doesn't work on St. Augustine. If you had a thin-bladed zoysia or a thin-bladed Bermuda, yes, you could use spikes on shoes as an aeration. But what we do with core aeration machine is wholly different than poking holes in the soil. A core aeration, C-O-R-E, is pulling little cores of dirt out. That is the ultimate way to aerate a yard around here. Now, uh, if push comes to shove and the only thing you could do is walk on it with spiky shoes, you know, at least do that. You're just going to realize it's kind of an effort and futility on St. Augustine. And you have to have perfectly quaffed Bermuda or perfectly quaffed thin bladed zoysia for walking aeration shoes to do a good job. I still prefer always opt for always C O R E core aeration. You can rent the machines or, like she, uh, Marty recognized, you hire a company like GreenPro. Um, I'll just tell you this. go to If you need to learn more about it, go to GreenProTexas.com. GreenProTexas.com. We're up against a news, weather, and traffic break coming up. We've got room for you. Uh, we've had some deep questions today. Let's keep them going. What do you want to dive deep into right now? 713 212 KTRH, 713-212-5874. Outside of compost, how do I say this? Do I have a minute to kind of bring this up? Kind of do. So let's do this. Um, This past week when I was working on this new website portal stuff, I stumbled across a piece I wrote. The headline was, you can never have enough mulch. That was so, so true 20 years ago, but you have to be careful with that phrase now. I still stand by that quote, you can never have enough mulch, and that's when you're buying it, either by the bag or by the bulk. And that's because people go cheap. And so they're like, well, mm -hmm, I'm going to buy, I can't afford 20 bags, I'm going to get 15. So You see my point? So people go on the cheap, and then they end up with five less bags than they probably need, and so they start spreading it thin, and that's leading to problems with like weeds. And so I, I, it was a title in a chapter of the very first self-published book I did. You can never have enough mulch. But then dyed mulch came along and came along and ruined that because then people applied that to dyed mulch. Ugh, that much poison we're putting in there. So 
I will say this about you can never have enough mulch. I still stand by that quote, but that is only if you're going to use native, natural, shredded hardwood mulches in the Houston area. You can never have enough mulch for that, but you can always have too much mulch poisoning-wise if you're using dyed mulch still to this day. Why is anybody still using dyed mulch? I just don't get it. We have to talk about that when we come back. If you got a question or you want to debate me on the dyed mulch, call me right now, 713-212-KTRH. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. You're proud of yourself, aren't you? <laughs> Good one. Will's having fun with the music today. I gave him the, the impetus to <laughs> find some of these songs, but he's done it. He's nailed it so far. Because uh, it's it's Marathon Sunday. If you're just now waking up, uh, please don't drive around Memorial Park or Bel Air or Rice University right now. Definitely don't want to be downtown unless you're going to be a fan. Uh, but don't be surprised about road closures if you're not a marathon supporter. Uh, well, that's going on out there today. And, of course, our, our traffic lady, Christina Cruz. Christina Cruz will keep you updated on the closures as we go through the morning. So, And good morning, everyone. This is the Garden Line. We'll get to Sarah and Clear Lake uh, in just a moment. But I, I want to talk a little bit about one of these great nurseries, garden centers, or in this case, feed stores that we love sending people to. And again, feed stores for the most part, um, not all of them, but the mom and pop type feed stores, they're not open on Sundays. So when I brag about it, don't run right over there, but be prepared to go there on a Monday morning. And that's D&D Feed up in Tomball. They're on FM 2920, oh gosh, you know, four or five miles east, I'm sorry, west of 249. So four or five miles. Then you know what? I'm going to get the exact address for you because I know it's like, People love doing GPS stuff with this, but don't be in a hurry to get there today, but know where it's going to be when you go there again for the lawn fertilization products. But the people that live out in the country, like I used to at one time, you need feed stores. You got to have good feed stores and the feed stores that really work well with the garden line fertilization schedule. We are always going to brag about and D and D feed was my original feed store. When I moved here to take over garden line, I, I knew I needed a feed store. Um, I was living in Cyprus, Fairfield, to be exact. We had Marty in Fairfield earlier today. Uh, I was, but I couldn't find, there was not a feed store in what you would consider Cyprus proper. Plus, Fairfield was all out there by itself. We didn't really have any major stores. You had to like drive into Highway 6 back then, 25 years ago. But I, you know, when I was trying to figure out the area after moving to Cyprus to take over Garden Line, um, I had to find a specific dog food. I had this crazy lab Dalmatian mixed dog, sweetest dog in the entire world, somewhat trainable, but also somewhat really dumb. <laughs> it's just not the brightest dog in the world, but sweet as could be. Right? It was Shadow. And uh, Shadow had to have a specific food, and it was always available at feed stores. So as I'm driving around, I stumble across going up, I went up Mushki, I guess. Uh, from the back of Fairfield and started experimenting around, went down 2920. Hey, there's a feed store here. D&D Feed and Supply. It was established in 1989, been at its current location for, I want to say, 30 years. Um, so I've been going there for 25 years. 
And then I'm just so happy to have him as a sponsor of the radio program. But here, okay, so about, let's do the contact. Let's click on that. I could scroll down probably to the actual address is 16915, 16915, FM 2920. And yeah, they're closed on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, they open at 7.30 a.m. The only difference in the days is they close at 5 on Saturdays and close at 6 all the other days a week, Monday through Friday. Good people. Love this place. Uh, if you haven't been in over here, go see the changes. They've done some reconstruction. They've uh, modernized. They've done modernized up there. And uh, just I still love going there as often as I possibly can and always checking in on them to see what conveniently located on FM 2920. About four or five miles west of 249, the actual address, 16915 FM 2920 in Tomball. You know what? I wonder what happened to this clock, why it did that. Let's get to Sarah and Clear Lake in the meantime. Sarah, good morning. You are on the air. Good morning, Randy. I have not one, not two, but three bird's nest ferns that it looks like Jurassic Park. I mean, they're probably three and a half feet in diameter. They're in these little tiny 16-inch pots. Um. Is there, you know, like a Boston fern, you can pull it out of a pot when it gets pot bound, chop it up, put it into more pots, have more of them. How, how do you do that with a bird's nest fern? I mean, it's, it's uh, so great question. Out. I've never had that question before. I love never. Uh, it, it makes me look like an idiot. But first, whenever I've had <laughs> never had this question, I have to think about it for a long time and I have to kind of put wrap my that. brain around it for a little bit. Um, I my theory is on bird's nest fern is if they are root bound like that, it's just it requires a very sharp knife, and these type of ferns, almost frankly any fern, anything in this type of plant family, what do they they call that family? As Aspalacea. Well, okay, bird's nest fern. I'm better with bird bird's nest fern, but that type of uh, tropical. As long as you have a really sharp knife, you can basically separate them, cut it into quadrants, qu quarters, triples, you know, whatever you want, triangulate it. Uh, but it takes a very sharp knife, and then it's got a. <clears throat> Say that again. I'm saying even with the center where they come out and center, what do you do? Cut it through the crown. Well, you're gonna want. You got to get to the root. So whatever you have right. to do to get to the root system, you're cutting from the bottom upward. Ah, okay. Huh. And and you, it's a delicate little process, but a very sharp knife. You'll see how easy it'll cut through those roots, and then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna nick nick a few little fronds, if you will. So the leaves, they're gonna get nicked, and those will show you browning in a couple of weeks, and you're just gonna get in there and prune those back. But we need new containers technically for it. We need yeah. we're gonna need three, four containers to do a propagation on this. All right. Well, I'll try that, and I'll call back and tell you if it worked. And uh, your your choice of soil is going to be critical here. Do not just go get any average potting soil. What should I plant them in? I, because it's a fern, I would prefer you use a rose soil. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll send you a picture of before and after, so you know. I'd love that. Okay, love I'll to see that. And good right. luck with that, too. I'm a... There's going to be somebody who may want to argue the soil thing on the bird's nest. I've never worked with a bird's nest fern before. And the fun thing is, is I love them. Every time I see them in a nursery or garden center, I'm like, that is a good-looking plant. So, all right. Good luck with that. Keep us in the loop.
even before you do anything, if you have to call me Saturday, just before you dive in on it, call me one more time. Maybe there's always a situation like this. Look, okay, let me, let me back up. I will explain this when we come back from the break. I just realized I'm up against the clock, but I kind of want to explain how I try to answer things and that uh, I admit I don't know the answers to all the questions. Uh, if I did, that'd be kind of scary, but I have to self-admit I don't know all the questions, but I do know people who do know answers to areas I don't have expertise in. And every once in a while, someone will weigh in on something they hear. Maybe, hopefully for Sarah's benefit, Somebody that is very, very comfortable with bird's nest ferns is listening and might send an email on that propagation and the soil. And I'd love to hear from somebody out there that has tons of experience with that. So I'll explain that when we come back. This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. Hey, morning, everyone. Welcome back. So uh, I didn't take long, <laughs> and I well, I, my suspicions did catch me from making that full suggestion. I said, "Man, I'm going to find from somebody's going to weigh in on this." I have a, I have a soil expert who understands potting soil and rose soil as well as anybody. Forward me what to use for bird's nest fern, and much like. If that's where I'm, the suspicion kind of hit me. I wonder, because I've never worked with one, I wonder if this is like working with a staghorn-type fern. And while I'm not a fan of peat moss bait potting soils, the suggestion for staghorn ferns, and in this case, bird's nest fern, is to use a peat moss-based potting mix. And the good news is we got lots of them around town. So for Sarah and Clear Lake, uh, you're going to look for well, any of the... Um, you got uh, my, my Bohemian potting soil uh, is a peat-free one alternative that will work. You can use um, Fox Farm. You have uh, like the, what's the name of it? The Ocean Forest, Ocean Floor. But the, any of the Fox Farm ones, they're going to be mycorrhizal fungi-based with peat moss. If you're going to use a peat moss-based anything, Make sure it's packed with mycorrhizal fungi. How's that? So you have Jungle Land. Um, there's a new one coming on the market called Coastal Maine, as in the state of Maine. And it's got some, definitely got some, let's just say crustacean, seafoody, <laughs> sea life material in there, which is really good for plant life. Um, that's coming on board. I'm, I know I'm missing some. You have, uh, there's one from Nature's Creation. You have the jungle land. What am I missing that is peat moss but has the mycorrhizal fungi in it? That, that to me, would be the most important thing. It doesn't have to have peat moss. If it says it's a potting soil and it has mycorrhizal fungi, I'm all in. But this is one of those few cases where I would actually recommend a peat moss-based potting soil, but just make sure it has mycorrhizal in it. That'll help you a whole lot. 
713-212-KTRH is our number, 713-212-5874. When you do call in, again, when you're talking to the producer, the producer has to process other calls behind you. So he's going to ask you quickly for your first name, where specifically are you calling from? And in one sentence or less with the producer, what do you want to talk to me in detail about? Because no, let's be blunt. The producers don't know the answers to all the questions. I don't either, but uh, they just need to know what the topic is you want to talk to me in detail about. So spending, you know, five minutes of talking to the producer doesn't help the people behind you trying to get processed in on the telephone line at 713-212-KTRH. So I said I'd tell this story about, you know, do you know the answers to all the questions? The answer is no. I get that question a lot when I do speaking engagements, and uh, I actually relish that question because I get to explain, said, I'm, I'm an information specialist. Um, I remember, God, man, I could just go on and on about this. Couldn't I? I, I, one of the criticisms on me is that I'm not a horticulturist. It's like, well, even if I was a horticulturist, you wouldn't know all the answers to every question that comes in. But I, I, I learned myself to be an information specialist when I worked for Texas A&M. I actually did start with the Texas Farm Bureau, but we were just, you know, producing television and producing radio. Um, we, we weren't answering people's questions uh, as an information source. Uh, that changed immediately when I got to Texas A&M and at, with the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences in the Agricultural Communications Department. They learned to cover all the different angles and all the different stories that were in the college. That could be from horticulture to animal science. That could be from entomology to soil science. So I, I got to cover a lot of those things. And then we became these information source where the media would call us and see if they could get an interview with somebody. And at times, we had to be the, the spokesperson because you can't get these professors to do television interviews back then. It's changed. In the last 30 years, it's definitely changed. But so I became this information source and I became this information guy. And that's how I ended up taking over for Zach on Gardenline. Uh, but I do. I read a lot. I try to study a lot. Do I know all the answers to all the questions? No, I never will. And don't. I'm not going to fool myself on that. But man, do I know people who know answers. And that didn't take long on that. Bird's nest fern to get answered. Thank you, Luis Chamorro, with the ground up. That was instantaneously needed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
welcome back. Good morning, everyone. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. I'm your host, Randy Lemon. That's our producer board op, call screener, chief bottle washer, Will Melbourne Identity. Young Will, many times on this program. We had to put that in perspective when I ran my first marathon. Because today is Marathon Sunday here in Houston. Yay. But when I ran my first marathon, <laughs> Will was all two years old. Oh, I got that. This is another great story for you. I should have read this to Nikki while she was still in the studio, but I totally stole this, put it on Facebook, but this is for you, Will. Totally up your alley in the comedian world that you like to live in. Ready? My mom was cleaning out their liquor cabinet and offered me a bottle of vodka they've had for ages. I had to say no because I knew it was 70% water from me stealing it when I was 16 years old. <laughs> That's so good. It's one of the funniest posts I've ever seen. So I totally just lifted that and posted on Facebook like it was my own. Hey, a little congratulations in order because I brought this subject up yesterday. And we have, yesterday, we haven't brought it up yet today, but yesterday we did say that January and February, and now that I see we're not heading for any freezing weather in the next month based on long-term forecasting, can't you can't forecast the Uries? I guarantee you that. But you can still plant trees. Right? Now's a great time to plant trees, citrus trees, fruit trees, because we don't have any freezing weather on the horizon. But hardwood trees. This is the month to plant trees. And if you're gonna plant the trees, I all I definitely recommend now invest in a tree hugger sprinkler. They have three different sizes, but this is great for newly planted trees. And even established trees that are struggling, maybe. Even big shrubs that are struggling. Tree Hugger Sprinkler provides this perfect 360-degree watering application. It has these adjustable valves that allow you to direct the water to the root ball of a newly planted tree that'll reach out to the drip line of an existing tree, too. That maximizes what we call the targeted saturation zone. Fancy words for, you know, watering the, the drip line inside and out. And uh, it'll accommodate up to a 15-inch diameter tree trunk. But for all the newly planting trees, you live in a subdivision where, you you know, the landscape, meh, but the you know, builder put in these meh, trees, you can accelerate the process on these trees. If you'll do the deep root feeding that we talk about, then put a tree hugger sprinkler out there as well. It's available at so many different places right now. But the best thing you can do is go to the website, treehuggersprinklers.com, treehugger sprinklers.com there's a link there that says retail store locations and of course in the houston galveston area there are many because they are based here they got their start here i expect that list to grow by leaps and bounds in the coming year as well and then last but not least i'll tell you congratulations to them again they were winners and this is back in around september october winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product at the National Hardware Store. So this product's going to go national for sure in the year 2022. Just realize we're home base to them, so we're always going to have access to places like the Arbor Gate, which you heard talking about earlier, uh, places like Enchanted Forest and Enchanted Garden, Kingwood Garden Center, uh, Warren Southern Gardens, and Verdant Tree Farm. More on them in just a little bit, uh, especially the location on Barker Cypress. But there's a lot of places. Just go check that list out at treehuggersprinklers.com if you're going to plant any type of tree this year. Let me give out the phone number. We're going to get to Dane in Spring. 
713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. 713-212-KTRH is 212-5874. And we have room for you right now. 713-212-KTRH is 5874. Dane Spring, good morning. You are on the air. Hey, Randy. Good morning. I uh, hope you're well. Uh, I've got your book. Uh, you have Ace Hardware. Does that have your signature in it? But uh, I've been reading through it, and uh, of course, I uh, pulled a lot of plants, uh, bushes, all that, out of my flower beds after the freeze last year and haven't replaced them yet. So uh, I'm looking for a uh, reputable. Like I said, probably Pure Shapes or some, somebody that's local to the area up here. Uh, probably uh, Kirkendall, Spring Cypress area. Uh, to replace some of these, redo my flower beds, all that. Uh, also, not using my. Uh, I had a company that would come out for the past three years and uh, either put granules or spray, uh, you know, every month or so, uh, keep the grass. I just couldn't get my backyard under control. I have a lot of neighbors in the area. Oh, okay. Well, we're all over the place. What's your question yeah, for me right are. now? We are. I got a whole lot of stuff going on here. Uh, but I was, I was just curious as to when would be a good time uh, to to start planting and replacing some of these plants that, that are missing. Well, mainly because, as we were mentioning earlier, weather-wise, last hour, I really kind of dove deep on the weather. I mean, I'm looking at the weather. It does not look damaging at all. We're not going to have very many 30-degree mornings. And I'll say 30, 39, even that. It's not going to happen a lot. The point being, when you rebuild beds, you can start planting immediately because our root systems don't freeze. So just the, you know, evergreen plant life can be done at this time of the year. But building the beds, that's the first thing. That can be done any time of the year. So why not now? Why not yesterday? Yeah, you can get that done immediately. And most of these landscape companies know this stuff too. And anybody that you want to work with like Peerscapes, I'll let you in on another little secret. And this is for everybody out there that falls into Dane's looking for recommendations on landscape companies come and take care of things for you. Um, go to the like soil yards that we recommend, the, the compost yards, the mulch yards that we recommend. Ask them who they work with. Because, like, let me give you an example. Up in that spring area, you're not that far from Nature's Way Resources. So I'd go there tomorrow morning and uh, get to know their products, but also ask them, who do you work with that works spring? And if you do that, uh, I do that with nurseries, garden centers, uh, feed stores. I can do that with these soil yards, like the Nature's Way Resources, like the Ground Ups. If you were to happen to live in New Waverly, I'd do it at a place like Landscapers Pride. Give you an example. Uh, if you live like in the Sienna plantation area, there's Sienna mulch. Who do they work with that works with the right products? You'll get those kind of recommendations and you cannot go wrong. But to kind of answer your question now, I mean, jump in. The weather is setting up so well after today and tomorrow that you can get really busy with landscaping this week. And even if we were to get another freeze, let's say for the sake of argument, February 1st, a couple of weeks from now, everything would be in 
the root systems would be in, and we don't, our root systems don't freeze in our beds around here. They didn't even freeze last year, the, the root systems. We lost plants because they pulled in freezing, damaging stuff from the air in through. Let's use perfect example, uh, two perfect examples. Bottle brush. We lost all those because they cracked and that crack, you know, pulled in that cold weather and that took it down to the root system. Uh, Japanese blueberries. Wow. They came back after all. The root systems were still alive. Now, we had to cut them way, way back. A lot of damage up top, but we didn't lose very many things due to root system freezing. So that's why I, I can always transplant, per your question, any time of the year around here, pretty much 11 months out of the year. You're not looking for the most perfect time. You could get had, busy today. Landscape. Uh, did my okay, if you want native Texas, then my idea to go to Nature's Way Resources is a great idea. They specialize in, they have a nursery there too, Texas Native Plant Nursery. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll start looking into it and start getting a plan together. And uh, You got it. I mean, you can get plans done right now, but you can get busy building beds right now yourself, too. I'm talking to everybody out there. Hey, Chuck and Brenham, hang tight. You will be up next. we got to take a quick little break. 713-212-KTRH is 713-212-5874. We were talking about uh, last hour that I would help introduce. I, I, I get to call it like a new product, and it's not brand spanking new, but it's kind of been reintroduced from our friends at Medina, and it is their Biological Odor Control, or the BOC. Biological Odor Control, BOC. It removes odors from kitchens, bathrooms, closets, pet areas, trash pails, carpets, sinks, just about anywhere that odors persist. Medina's biological odor control balances the microbial activity, and that stops the odors from spreading. That keeps them from returning, and it does it safely, and it does it environmentally. All right? It's 100% environmentally safe. No toxic substances, no chemicals. Medina's biological odor control. That's the answer to any smell you want to remove from just about anywhere if you think about it so go odor free all right medina's biological odor control available at garden centers home improvement stores feed stores if they've carried medina products in the past they will carry this have access to this you may have to remind a couple of places here and there hey i need you to start carrying this uh, new medina biological odor control and they will because they've always carried the Medina products in the past family of all natural lawn and garden products that's medina medinaag.com Ah, see, I know what you did there. Band on the run. Marathon Sunday. By the way, our our co-worker, Cliff Saunders, if you follow him on Facebook, I, I'm guessing he took that picture, but what a great picture from the start line. He's out in front of the start line, maybe 100 yards away or more, but right before they fire the gun, they got all the premier athletes that are wanting to, you know, make qualifying, set records. They're all up at the front. Such a good-looking picture, man. I'll, I'll, we got to get him to post that on our KTRH Facebook page if he's not already done that. But what a good picture. I'm surprised he's not running it. 713-212-KTRH is our number, 713-212-5874. As promised, we're going to go to Brenham next and say good morning to Chuck. Chuck, good morning. You are on the air. Uh, good morning. I've got uh, a, a large old oak tree that I don't know what type of oak tree it is, but at the base of it, it comes out in like three 
separate trees, you know. But uh, probably the diameter across uh, on the uh, spread is probably 60, 65 feet or something like that across, you know, about 30-foot radius. Anyway, it's splitting uh, at the base. Uh, it's coming apart at the base. It's three trees, uh, and they're all coming apart at the base. Um, I don't know, Ken, is this something I can put in there and then tie back the, the, uh, tie back the, uh, limbs to, 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 uh, uh, stop the spreading of the tree. The limbs are very long. All right. I have to answer this three different ways for you. Okay. One, I have no clue because I'm not there looking at it. All right, you need to get a pair of professional eyes out there. So you could call a trade company, a certified arborist in the Brenham area, see if they'll come what, out and take a look. Yeah. Oh, what's I have no idea, of? sir. Oh, oh, oh okay. I, okay. I don't think he's I actually thought... listening to me, so I'm going to put that back on hold. I have no idea who to use in Brenham. I don't work in Brenham. I don't recommend places, people in Brenham. I do recommend people go to a place like the Ace Hardware Store. You have the, the Ace Hardware Store in Brenham. You could go to them, find my uh, buddy, Mr. Havard, ask for Mr. Havard, and see if he's got a recommendation for the area. Let me go back to answer this the way it needs to be answered, though. And hopefully you're on hold and you're listening now, all right? I have to answer it three different ways. One, I have no clue because whether it can be done because I'm not there looking at it. So it means you will have to hire a professional tree company, an arborist, to come in, tell you if it can be done. The third part of the answer is, and it's the positive side, is the answer is yes, it can be done, but I'm not there looking at it and approving it or disapproving it. But you can tether a tree. You can cable a tree back together, but it has to be seen in person by those paraprofessionalized to see if you can move forward with that or not. There are instances, many instances, where trees have been either hit by lightning or damaged by a car wrecking into it, where they get tethered, they get joined back together again. The The tree company that I recommend here in the Houston area is not going to go to Brenham for that one single tethering type job, right? But you ask around people that have had to work with, also there's a nursery, uh, plants and things in Brenham. If you'll go to talk to the owner there, I think his name's Judd, uh, just say, hey, I am really, have you worked with any tree companies here? And if he has, he's going to make that recommendation for you. But trees can be cabled to join together. But I can't tell you whether that tree is or not. You, you could send a picture, but I would still not be able to tell you whether that tree could be tethered or joined together or not. It has to be seen in person by a pair of professional eyes. So I would go look for Mr. Haver, or I'd go for a look uh, at the Ace Hardware Store in Brenham. Ask him on you know Monday, normal business hours. I doubt he's up there on Sundays. The owner of that Ace Hardware Store, or Judd, the owner of Plants and Things in Brenham. Go to those experts. It goes to that point we were talking about with finding landscapers in your region. There's going to be really good quality landscapers that certain nurseries, certain mulch soil compost yards work with. Uh, they're you know, certain landscapers that come in and constantly buy stuff from these Ace Hardware stores. So they may know a suggestion or two. But since that's Brenham, I don't have a recommendation, unfortunately. 
Well, it's tough enough keeping the recommendation here. Uh, he is so busy. I'm not sure whether he'd have time to go to Brenham. So busy around here. More on that. I'll give you the details. If you want to write this down, Chuck, when we get done with this break, I'll give you the details on affordable tree service here in Houston. Maybe you can sweet talk them and come, but you'd have to pay a consultation fee uh, for them to come on out and tell you whether it's salvageable or not. And that's in the business that I have, my Randy Lemon Consulting business, uh, that has been the problem lately is people don't understand you're paying for the years of knowledge for Randy Lemon Consulting to come on out and do the consultation. You're paying uh, that consultation fee for affordable tree service for their years and years of knowledge to tell you yay or nay on that. You got to be willing to pay, spend that consultation money. That's been tough this year. A lot of people are not willing to spend consultation money like they were last year. It's just something I've noticed in 2022. Quick little break. We'll be right back. More Garden Line calls at 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Yeah, running down a drink. Look at you. Like that. Hey, here's our phone number so you can talk to that man who picked this song out. His name is Will. Will is the first line of defense for people calling into the radio show. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Right, so... Um, I said I would go through this affordable tree service and every once in a while I'll usually ask them, is there any chance you'll go to fill in the blank? You know, will they go all the way out to Conroe? Will they go up? I know that they'll go certain distances for certain amount of work. If it like a day's worth of work, it's worth it to them, but you have to call them first to see how far they will travel. But definitely for the greater Houston area, it is time to prune the trees. It's time to deep root feed the trees. You need the tree service that we recommend on Garden Line, and this is for the gentleman in Brenham. I'm going to give you this phone number. Give him a call first thing tomorrow morning. Ask him, what's your consultation fee for Brenham? You'll tell them the details of the job. They may, they may not. I would have no idea if they'll go all the way out to Brenham for that, depending on whether it ends up being a day's worth of work or not for tethering and cabling the tree. Or they may, if they get out there on the consultation, they may very well tell you this tree is not salvageable. If an arborist tells you the tree is not salvageable, you really should listen to them. They have had many years of experience. I think for like Martin, you have to do the math in your head. He's got over 40 years of experience himself in the tree business because he started under the tutelage of his father, who, here's a great small world story. Martin's father's tree service was advertised by Dewey Compton the original voice of what would eventually become Garden Line, but the Farm and Ranch show that was on KTRH early mornings. The tree company they recommended was Martin Spoonmore's dad's company. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was an affordable tree service back then. So when Martin took over the family business, he renamed it to affordable tree service. And so we're talking, he's been doing it since he was 14, but he's actually been his own owner for the last 30 plus years of affordable tree service. So you're looking at 35 plus years of just valuable knowledge of those eyes and that work, what can and cannot be done. You have to trust those. goes back to my point about Randy Lemon Consulting too. It's like, 
you're not just paying for an hour of my time. You're paying for 25 plus years of knowledge that we can apply to your situation always on these case by case basis. All right. So here's the phone number for affordable tree service for the gentleman in Brenham and anybody else that needs them coming up for the next couple of months. And this is tree working time, January, February, definite tree working time, especially when it comes to pruning. But you can deep refeed any time of the year. 713-699-2663. One more time. Here we go, slowly. 713-699-2663. All right, so um, let me just go through this list of why it's important to get to the Wild Birds Unlimited location near you. All right, there are six of them in this area. You can find the closest one via the website link, wbu.com forward slash Houston wbu.com forward slash Houston so then you'll see the list there's six locations you have Kingwood you have Cypress you have Bel Air you have Memorial you have Katy and you have um, what am I listening Pearland I shouldn't have missed that a friend showed me a picture from Pearland yesterday <laughs> so why is Pearland not fresh on my mind but so you go to wwbu.com forward slash Houston look at those six locations which one's closest to you and I want you to help our feathered friends out through what we consider to be the remainder of our winter we do have some cold nights you know 40 degrees 30 degrees so treat them right give them the right food give them the right water give them the right shelter well when it comes to the food they've got the winter super blend it's loose seed and seed cylinders, but the winter super blend is for the seasonally savvy bird feeder out there. You also have the bark butter, which is spreadable suet that can be easily smeared on a tree trunk, on a feeder, on a seed cylinder. And no bird food attracts more species of birds than bark butter. And they got a couple of different varieties that are wild birds unlimited. Water, birds do need a source of water in the wintertime. Water is just as important in the cold months as it is in the summer months. And if you see one of the six Wild Birds Unlimited locations, they will show you the options at this time of the year. And shelter. Now it's time to get a nest box going. Nest box not only provides shelter during cold and rainy weather, uh, but now it's the time for many of the birds to begin building their nest so you can have them in the springtime. WBU.com forward slash Houston. So take advantage of that opportunity in front of you. Uh, when we take a break here in just a little bit, and when we come back, I'll probably be talking about one of these other places that can carries just about everything we've talked about today. I know we got into a deep discussion early on about the cool season herbicide. And when I do talk about Southwest Fertilizer a little bit later on, I just want you to remember this always. Whatever the product is, it could be cool season herbicide. It could be pre-emergent herbicide. It could be surfactant. It can be the 15-5-10s that will go down. They have multiples in every category always have had multiples in every category that way uh let me give you a perfect example this this came up yesterday on the radio program it was like do you still recommend just barricade i've never just recommended barricade as a pre-emergent herbicide if you've read any of my books over the last 20 plus years we mention barricade dimension and pendomethylin it's just that barricade's more readily available right but when you come down to it, a place like Southwest Fertilizer, and i get more details on that shortly, but they have several varieties of barricade. They'll have a couple of different devices of dimension. They'll probably have only one variety of pendomethylene because it's usually only one company that makes that right now. But 
it goes back to the schedules that we've written, books that we've written. We will always cover everything that's available, but not everybody carries everything that's available. Southwest, Southwest Fertilizer does and then some. Details on that coming straight up. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Here's our phone number, 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Uh, we've been very busy since even 6.05 this morning. Fairly full board of calls. This is the first time it's been empty all morning. Usually that doesn't happen in the 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> it's usually the complete opposite, but everybody got uh, busy with it earlier this morning. Uh, now take advantage of the lull or the openings we have right now, if you got a question, 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. I'm Randy Lemon, and this is The Garden Line. Morning, everyone. We're going to get back to the board calls. Got Warren in the woodlands coming up next. Question about a lime tree. We'll see where that goes. And the rest of you can get in on the open lines behind Warren. It's 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. But let me give you the deets, as the kids like to say. Let me give you the details on Southwest Fertilizer. They're at the corner of Bissonette and Renwick. They um, have been there for a gazillion years. And they have been a part of Garden Line since it was a farm and ranch show as well. But I'll go back to that story because it's, it's worth repeating. When it comes to, you name the category, pre-emergent herbicide, they've got it all and then some, all three varieties. When it comes to like surfactants, you may hear me say the word turbo because I know it's the most readily available. They've probably got four others, at least three others. They probably have no foam. They probably have a spreader sticker. They probably have several different spreader sticker varieties. When it comes to the early green up, they'll have a couple of different varieties of the 15510, not just the Nitrofoss Imperial. In fact, they have their own 15510, if I'm not mistaken. They have their own compost. They have their own fertilizers, their own brand labels. This is just a great place to go to if you've never been. It is a tradition for Garden Line listeners to at least make one visit there. The first year you ever hear, hear about them, learn about them. The corner of Bisnet and Renwick, they too are open on Sundays. I want to say they open at 10, 10 to 3. They have short, short, short hours on Sundays. But you can check out the rest of their hours for the rest of the week at southwestfertilizer.com. You can even do it at yardgeek.com. All right, one more time. Here's our number, 713-212-KTRH. That's the number that Warren in the Woodlands called, 713-212-5874. Morning, Warren. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Randy. How are you doing? Good. What can we help you with? Oh, I, I listened to yesterday talking about the, uh, the the blooms on the stone fruit tree, and we had a similar case. We have a potted uh, lime tree. It's been outside, and we're going to move it inside. But it also has blooms and even some fruit, uh, and I just wanted some guidance here on should we trim those blooms and the fruit off, and uh, what do you recommend? Okay, well, the situation that came up with the lemon yesterday was um, – is it portable? If it's in a container, you don't need to take away all the buds and blooms because of the freeze. Now, look, 
most lime lemon trees can handle 39 degrees easily. This is not an issue. You can leave it outside on 39 degree nights. Last night was questionable. They were, if I'm not mistaken, they were up north a little bit, maybe spring or Humble or Kingwood, whatever. But, oh, no, and then we had the Deer Park one. Sorry about that, which I was like, you really didn't have to move it. Containerized ones, I'm cool with leaving them alone if you've gone through two growing seasons and removed the fruit, removed the buds, those first two growing seasons. But if this is the first year, we're going to remove all the buds, even if we're portable with it right now for protection purposes. Do you understand okay. the difference now? Uh, yeah, this is this has been in a container for uh, probably four or five years. Okay. So, uh, Did you so have we, a crop on it this year at all? Uh, yes, sir. What, all right, say this year. I'm sorry. I, I, I keep forgetting we're 2022. <laughs> it's, it's like the check writing thing from old days, days gone by. How many months does it take for you to change the year? Um, let's assume we're in you know November, December of 2021. Did you have any fruit that was edible in 2021? Uh, yes, sir. Actually, through the summer as well. Okay, good. Then we're going to leave it alone. We're just going to move it on cold nights. We're going to protect it on really cold nights. But after today, I'm, I'm totally cool with you leaving it outside, just monitoring it. Let's let this go for a while. However... Those that really want to get it back on cycle, get it back on the right cycle, you're going to take off all the buds and blooms right now, and we're going to do a significant prune come mid-February. Okay. That is the right right way to handle it. A lot of people, if you're covered up in buds and blooms right now, you cannot bring yourself to do it. I understand. I totally get it. But if you ever want to get this thing right on right cycle, and I'm okay with a containerized lemon or lime tree in this instance, it can be off cycle. It can be off its normal calendar as long as it's containerized because we can really go to the extremes of protecting a containerized tree. You can't. If, it, if this was in the ground, I'd totally tell you to get rid of every bud and bloom on there and be prepared to do the significant prune in mid-February like we're going to do anyway. Okay. All right, good. All right, that makes sense. I appreciate it. You bet. See, and it, it can't, if you're listening listening passively like yesterday, you it can get confusing. So it, that's why we like to handle everybody on a case-by-case basis. That's what we do here Thank on you. the Garden Line. <laughs> but yeah, okay. it, like well, if you were just passively listening yesterday, well, no, maybe I'll need to call in about that tomorrow. Well, if you were like that yesterday or like that the first couple of hours today, give me a holler right now, 713 713- 212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. We're wrapping up this hour uh, with a couple of talking points, and then uh, we'll get to one final hour of Garden Line for the weekend. So we do it every Saturday and Sunday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., both days, four hours, so eight hours. We are down to our final hour of Garden Line coming up. Can you believe that, Will? <laughs> that was That did fly by strangely. It started flying by early this morning, Will made note of. But one last hour for the weekend. Then we'll talk again on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Live. We're going to be live pretty much every Saturday between now and July. June for sure. Through June. Sure. There may be a couple of Sundays here and there that we may have to run a best of because of my, uh, my, my children. They're grown, but... Uh, 
I may be off in a different city watching a tennis tournament in one or watching a choir concert in the other, I may not be here for a couple of Sundays through 2022. That is all. Welcome in. Welcome back. This is our final hour for the weekend. Swear God, I just sat down Saturday morning and started this. <laughs> Sometimes it does just fly by. And if that's the case, you think of that way too. You better get your question in now. I got Pat and Victoria coming up next. All the way down southwest toward Victoria. We're going to be talking to Pat shortly. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713 Four seven one three two one two KTRH is two one two five eight seven four. Um, I got a little bit messed up here. I'm gonna have to have you make a note for me, young Will. I think, if I'm not mistaken, let me do a little. I'm gonna have to do a little math on this real quick. Mm, okay. Well, that's not so bad. All right. Here we go. One more time on the phone number. We'll get to Pat and Victoria and a message or two along the way. This final hour, 713-212-KTRH. Here's the first one. I was looking at through the emails when we were on the break. Yes, I was looking at the foodie stuff too. I'm, I'm away from that. I'm out of that. <laughs> I, I have to tell everybody this. If you're just new to Guardline and everything, and it's pretty, I am 99% always true to this. I don't eat when I'm on the air, right? Just, I learned more than 20 years ago. Don't eat when you're on the air. Just it always would cause burping, just belching or something. You'd be talking, and you'd have this just little moment. So it's like I don't. I, I drink coffee or I drink. Uh, I like uh, seltzer water, um, not just water. I'll drink seltzer water while I'm on the air, just to kind of keep the the mouth a little bit on the moist side, so you don't get cotton mouth while you're talking as much as we do in talk radio. Um. And I usually, when really good and not looking at food posts, because it'll make me hungry. But the problem is, is like, even I, I can't smack people like Will upside the head every once in a while when I'm in the studio because we'll end up talking about food. Next thing you know, I'm hungry as all get out because I don't eat while I'm on the air. So technically speaking, I haven't eaten since 6.30 last night. Yeah, you kind of breakfast. Coffee is it, maybe. But normally I can get through it unless we talk food off the air or... I make the fatal mistake at looking at a couple of my foodie friend Facebook postings. And I got into one about fried chicken and boy, was that a mistake. And it all started this morning for me just because I was also trying to help everybody understand in Katie, somebody was looking for good hamburgers in Katie. I posted that on Guardline's Facebook page. What was that? Months ago, got recommended Willie Burger. Love it. Places, the burger is amazing. I am not a fan of their fries, but that's okay. I will go back for the burgers. 
And I will go try the onion rings next time. Now, why am I talking about this? Because I'm hungry as all get out. <laughs> but the other part was, ah, I'm just clamoring for some fried chicken, really good fried chicken. But I really want to eat smart today. I thought I ate smart yesterday. My dinner at 6.30 was just nothing but protein and green beans, protein and green beans. But I'm officially hungry now, no doubt about it. All right, look, guys, we promise. Here's Pat and Victoria. Pat, good morning. You are on the air. Good morning. Um, I had a couple of quick questions, or maybe not quick, but my first question was, I have a uh, pear tree. Uh, I can't, a kefir, I think it's called a kefir pear. Anyway, uh, it was about six foot tall when I got it four years ago, and my dogs ate it. And it ate it down to like a foot tall. So I just cut it off. Well, it grew back, and it has three, you know, it has three shoots that grew up, and now it's six foot tall again, and uh, it kept getting the fire blight. So, I, two of the branch, two of those branches I cut off, uh, you know, last last spring, and that one that one uh, branch is back back up to about six foot tall again, but I still see the fire blight every once in a while, and I was wondering, is it just gonna be stunted for life? It's been four years. Should I give up on it, or you know, you think? Uh, you know, I, I, the way you presented it, I, I actually applaud you. You know, you've you've tried, but that many years later, if it's still not doing well, yeah, there's a point in time you got to throw in the towel. I would throw in the towel on this because there's so many really good pear trees available right now. For so, well, I'm, okay. now I'm speaking for the greater Houston area, mind you. But the nurseries and the garden centers, they have their stock of stone fruit in right now. So I would reinvest in a new tree after four years of this struggle. <laughs> it sounds like okay. pure frustration, like effort and futility every time you turn around. Well, I mean, I didn't, I just leave it there. You know, I, I don't have anything really invested in it. I just, well, if it keeps getting, um, if it keeps getting fire blight, I'd get rid of it. Okay. All right, my second question is, I, the guy at work, I have a two oak trees. I have three oak trees, actually. And, uh, you know, they're doing normal. They're about five years old, and they're, you know, probably eight foot tall, uh, not huge. But uh, he was saying that, oh, well, you should get some, get some iron uh, rail spikes and put five of them around the drip edge of the, of the uh, branches and just nail them down about three foot into the ground, and the tree will take off. <laughs> is that a joke? No, it's not a joke, but it's also making sure that you're not poisoning the soil with the wrong type of iron spikes. We talk on this radio program ad nauseum about the need to deep root feed the trees. The idea of just doing like four or five of those spikes around them, I don't think is the answer. You would need more than that, but then that becomes an overkill and that's a problem. So I would suggest that you read our deep root feeding of tip, uh, our deep root feeding tip sheet on oak trees. I would print it out and I would take it to your friend and that the augering of the holes inside and outside the drip line and adding something like an acidifier, which well, you're getting iron coming off of that spikes. But if there's no acid in the soil, right, then it won't pick up that rust. That's going to be the iron that the tree would pick up. By adding something like MicroLife 624 acidifier, you're getting the acid and the iron together, which, yes, that kind of deep root feeding of the tree will truly help it take off. So my advice is Google search my name, Randy Lemon.
right? L-E-M-M-O-N, and write Deep Root Feeding of Trees, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Quick little break. We got uh, room for your calls right now at 713, and you can grab Pat's open line at 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Can I brag about our friends at McGrath Pest Control here for a minute, though? Because even though it is not freezing, the cold weather really is causing rodent issues. They're still looking for shelter, right? You can either go to McGrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H, McGrathPestControl.com, or you can call and set up an appointment first thing tomorrow morning, 281-469-8240. Am I saying that right? You know, it's so funny. I want to I go back in time real quick on this. I, I, every once in a while, when you think you remember a phone number, I don't, yeah, 289-4, 281-469-8240. That way they know you're calling from Guardline or you can tell them you heard it on Guardline. So you want that house prevented from any rodents, rats, mice, field mouse, voles coming into the house during the cold nights, like what tonight is going to be, then you need to have them protected. Then if you already have critters up in the attic, they know how to get them out really quick. They are pest control and pest isn't just roaches. Although you should have them out for your roach and your ant and your spider control as well. But right now it's the rodent control. 281-469-8240 or McGrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H, McGrathPestControl.com. It's your cold day in the sun. Looks like you're bleeding Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. This is The Garden Line. We are winding things down, fast running out of time. I'm going to get to Kent and Montgomery up next. If you had a question, you better get it in soon. We usually won't give out the phone number roughly, give or take five minutes, around 940 on. We will not give out the phone number anymore. So here it is. If you want to get in, you don't mind waiting on hold for a few minutes, we will definitely get you on the air. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713 713- 212-5874. This is the time of the year to get your irrigation system totally checked out, upgraded, fixed, repaired, adjusted. And I'm not going to give you a price, but I will tell you this. Our friends at Andy's, Bill Anderson, the local owner of the Andy's franchise here, he makes this promise. You're not going to get a better deal on a complete checkup at this time of the than at this time of the year if you go with Andy. 713-898-7055. 713-898-7055. You can schedule your appointment online if you want to as well. And I don't care where you live in the greater Houston area. When you call that number, 713-898-7055, you tell them Bill Anderson knows you're calling. <laughs> because every once in a while, if you say I live in this part, they're going to go, well, this Andy's doesn't service that area. Bill has made the promise to me that as long as you name drop his name that and you tell him you heard it on Garden Line, that they will do everything they can to get you in this region. right? So the number is important, but just telling them Bill Anderson knows you're calling is also important. 713-898-7055. Get the checkup done. Get the total service thing done. You will be impressed at how little it does cost. Now, if you have to have, have pay for a new head here or there, a new controller, those are just the costs. 
but their bare minimum install pricing is phenomenal. I have always been, I love hearing Bill tell the stories though, too, about what people argue about price-wise. I'm, I'm guarantee you, you're not going to find a better deal in this market than Andy's. 713-898-7055. I was trying to tell you, go to sprinklerdrainage.com, just click on Houston. You can schedule a service online as well. Kent Montgomery, you are up next, as promised. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I got a, I got a question. I got a uh, neighbor's got a red oak that's uh, obviously a squirrel planted about a, two feet away from his house, and um, it's it's grown up uh, about as tall. It's about two foot over his house, and it's pretty skinny. And I was just kind of wanted to find out. We're going to transplant it into my yard and uh, in a better spot. When is the time? When's the best time to do that? Uh, you could do it right now, but uh, a tree that's that tall and you're not going to be able to get a enough of a root system for for me. I, I don't like the tw- I don't like its chances of living, but you can't keep it there. No. You know that uh, nothing yeah. venture, nothing gain. I'll high five you through the phone line on that. But man, two foot that, and that's that tall. I would tell you that's not enough of a root system around there because you're not going to be able to get enough of it. It's it's gone under the foundation okay. already. Okay. All right. So I guess we can good luck. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, right. Invest in something like Medina Hastergrow liquid plant food. Any liquid organic fertilizer. I would saturate the area, let it dry for maybe forty eight hours. Um, and then do the move. Make sure your new home is ready. Don't so don't dig it out and then go. Oh, now where? Okay, new home needs to be already thought out, planned out, already pre prepared. And then once you get it in the ground with some really healthy soil, maybe some healthy um, uh, what we call permanent soil amendment, like uh, expanded shale S H A L E. If uh, you'll do that, and then once you get in the ground, then start instead of just watering it. Water it in with the Medina has to grow liquid plant food. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Anything else? Yeah. Good luck. Uh, I wish you to. Yeah, I know thanks. this is hindsight is twenty twenty. I get it. I really wish you to called me at least a year ago, maybe even if that thing's gotten up that tall. This was what did we say four or five years ago? At the two three year mark, that's when you should have moved this. It would have been easier, more. In more root system able to get more root system now this thing's got a big enough root system it's going to be impossible to get it enough of it for a successful transplant in my somewhat to be humble opinion on this wow good luck we got to take a break for news weather and traffic at the bottom of the hour as we always do at the top and bottom here on news radio 740 ktrh i've got bill in spring coming up next but it'll be after the news break after that little stop set that we have at the bottom hour but it also reminds me to remind you that if you got a question you better get it in right now because there's a distinct possibility if we'll fill out the board the rest of this half hour with nothing but phone calls then i won't i will definitely not be giving out the phone number one more time after news weather and traffic but let's see if you can pull that off right now that means fill out the board right now behind bill in spring at 713 212 KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. How appropriate we were talking about tree transplanting. And uh, let's say you want a really big tree to be transplanted successfully. You got to a tree farm, pick out a oak tree that's 100 gallons. 
you're going to have to have them do the transplant for you. That's one of the reasons why we recommend Verdant Tree Farm on Barker Cypress, just north of Clay Road. They have a palm tree specific facility down on 45. But let me focus in on these huge trees, big shrubs, transplant. Let them do the work turnkey. You will thank me later that they did the work turnkey because you don't have to do all that work. And they are so successful at it themselves. Go to V-E-R-D-A-N-T, VerdantTreeFarm.com to learn more about it, especially the turnkey part of this business. But bottom line, go out there, pick out your trees, let them do all the work for you, and you're going to have instant gratification. And they're going to do a clean job for you. It's, you do a 100-gallon tree on your own, it's going to be a mess, and I don't recommend that. But I want you to have that instant size gratification, and you can get that at Verdant Tree Farm. They're on Barker Cypress, just north of Clay Road. I think uh, they are closed on Sundays right now, unless you've set up an appointment. But be there first and foremost tomorrow morning and pick out your trees or big shrubs and have them do the turnkey work. VerdantTreeFarm.com, Barker Cypress, just north of Clay Road. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. One, two... One, two, three, four. Here's a fun little tie back to when I um, do consultations or I do speaking engagements, book signings. People go like, I need this book. I have a brown thumb or I have a black thumb. Like, no, 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 no. Everybody's got flesh-colored thumbs. (laughs) I don't care who you are. Um, getting a little bit of knowledge and applying that knowledge is what makes you successful at gardening. It is nothing genetic about green thumbs or not. However, if you refuse to get the knowledge and you let things like cactus or, in this case, succulents, if you kill a cactus or a succulent, then that means you're less nurturing than a desert. (laughs) You're less nurturing than a desert. Come on. It is not that hard. Just get a little bit of knowledge. That's what we're here for. We're here to share that knowledge with you, make you successful at gardening. If you do things without that knowledge and you you fail first time around, then that makes you never want to go back to it. That happens with first-time vegetable gardeners if they're not following advice from people such as Randy Lemon. They're not getting the right advice, that they're trying it on their own and they don't have this knowledge and they, they fail, they'll never go back and try it again. So if you fall into that category, we're not going to be able to handle all those questions in this last half hour today. But for future reference, next Saturday, we got a couple of more Saturdays in January that we can get you the knowledge you need and then dive headfirst into 
your vet, we cheat mother nature here in Houston. We really get busy around mid February with so many different gardening aspects. And one of them is getting vegetable beds started with some tomatoes. And if we are get like temperatures in the forties, we, we protect those at nighttime, but man, I'm looking at this future forecasting and I want y'all to succeed and we can cheat mother nature. If we don't get a Yuri type freeze in February and it don't look like it's going to happen. So I'm really optimistic that this February, early February, we're going to be talking about so many things you can get busy with. But let's get that knowledge. Don't blame yourself not having a green thumb, genetically speaking, because it is knowledge that gets you that green thumb. I'm getting a little philosophical. I apologize. Bill, Spring, good morning. You're on the air. Hey, good morning. Uh, I uh, had a swimming pool out in the backyard. It uh, This is 30 years ago. It began to crack and uh, became a mess. I filled it up and put in a uh, putting green um, of the plastic grass, you know. And um, the uh, it uh, started to grow uh, recently a moth on the surface. And um, I have blasted, water blasted it off, but uh, it looks like it's going to return. Uh, what would I kill the moss with, like the, the moss that grows on the north side of a tree? Um, anyway, I was afraid to stain the the, uh, the grass area. Well, I, I'll give you a product that I, I don't know that it's going to work. I can't guarantee it. But the way I have to answer questions like this, Bill, is if I, Randy Lemon, woke up in your shoes and I had to treat this, I would be out and getting Consan, C-O-N-S-A-N, Consan 20. You can get Consan 20 anywhere. It's at big box stores. It's at nurseries, garden centers, feed stores, Ace Hardware stores. Consan, C-O-N-S-A-N, Consan 20. Follow the instructions. It's probably no more than an ounce and definitely no more than two ounces to a gallon of water, but read the instructions on how to get rid of it. It'll get rid of moss, mold, mildew, and algae. And you will have to come back and treat again, I'm sure. But after about two or three treatments, you should be able to control whatever moss, mold, mildew, or algae is coming up on this plastic surface. It's safe enough to use in the lawn. So hence, I definitely have no problem with you using it on plastic. <laughs> okay. Well, I, didn't want to, I was afraid I might stain the, uh, the plastic. No, no. Uh, it won't stain anything. It's clear. Oh, good. You're mixing it with water. So no, this is not a staining it's a, used to be, here's, a, here's an interesting little side bit about Consan, was originally called Consan Triple Action, Consan Triple Action 20. They've had to take the triple off of there, so it's now just Consan 20, but it was the, it was developed here in Houston, Texas. Now, why I can't remember the name of the company that, that originated here, and it's been bought and sold many times, that, that recipe. But what back then, it was a proprietary blend of alcohols. And it was a one-of-a-kind fungicide, algicide, and bactericide. We use it and still can use it today for some odor control issues. But we basically have that biological odor control from Medina now. Kind of take that place of that because of the changes in Consan. But Consan is a, it's a wonderful product. It's kind of, I remember writing an article for a newspaper is like, here are the top five things. If you're going to listen to garden line, you need to have on hand at any given time. And 
Consan Triple Action 20 was one of them. But again, nowadays, it's just called Consan 20. We got to um, take one more call, and then we're going to take our final break. Where am I supposed to go next? Hunter in Magnolia? All right, let me do that. Hunter, Magnolia, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Randy. Uh, I'm trying to spray for some Virginia buttonweed, make sure I get under control. And I got some um, uh, uh, weed-free zone. Is this the right time to be spraying that? Yeah, that's a cool season herbicide. And you okay. have to make sure you add a surfactant. Oh, okay. Uh, just a couple drops of soap? No. Add a real surfactant. Okay. You go right, and you, I'll, I'll, if you, where you bought that weed free zone, they sell something like turbo or spreader sticker because uh, most of the, the uh, antibacterial soaps have a reverse effect on the need for the surfactants when making the water wetter. So I don't, we just have not recommended dish soap for years. I mean, Anybody that's listened to this program any length of time knows how important surfactants are in weed control here. And anybody that's ever gotten any one of my books over the last 20 years knows we like dedicated chapters to surfactant. There's a tip sheet online you can read right now. As soon as you get off the phone with me, go Google search Randy Lemon and surfactant and how important this is. But, you know, 20 years ago, we could use things like Dawn and stuff, but now they add all these other chemicals in it and bacteria things in it and it's like you wonder why some of these weed killers don't work as well that's why because people are not using the right type of surfactancy in trying to get the weed killer to work properly here along the gulf coast we have got to take a break final one uh if you're on hold i promise we'll get to you uh tony when college station had hung up and now rebuilt so we'll come back immediately we'll get to tony in College Station, and then uh, be followed by John and Tomball. Those will be our final two callers of the day here on the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Young Will, you've heard me in the last couple of weeks complain about my knees. <laughs> I'm finally at that age that I, yeah, knees are, they, but here's my question for you, Young Will. You ever heard of the, the words been gay? I have. Okay, so there's you get to an age in your life and you're going to start smelling like Ben Gay was the old way of looking at it. <laughs> but I'm not going to smell like Ben Gay, and I am so jazzed, and I cannot wait. I'm going to be on the horn with her tomorrow for sure. My good friend Bianca with The Trusted Lab. I am putting an order in for there. It's a combination. You have one of each. The hot and cold roller. So, like, Ben Gay would be, well, this certain smell and maybe eucalyptus or maybe whatever it was but a menthol it was very menthol-y smelling well what if i gave you the warming gel or cooling gel that has a unique blend of cbd in it plus ginger plus aloe plus chamomile rosemary cinnamon eucalyptus that it's going to soothe and warm those worn out knees or elbows or any joints out there now if you want it for the cooling effect like um Sometimes people have to ice their knees right after a workout. Well, they've got the cooling gel, too, which contains things like turmeric root extract, lavender, eucalyptus, and aloe vera. So you get that soothing, cooling sensation. These are perfect for people like me, and you don't want to smell like Ben Gay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Convenient and fast absorbing. You have the warming and cooling gels 
These are high quality because you know they are because it's the Trusted Lab. So go to thetrustedlab.com, shop by the category, Maximum Strength Hot and Cold Roller. Now, if you've been a fan of the Trusted Lab for all their CBD products, you're going to know that this is going to work too. Yeah, I still use their facial gel, or not gel, cream, right? Um, I still love their nighttime gummies for sleep purposes. Every product that I've ever tried works, so I cannot wait to get my hands on the Maximum Strength Warming CBD Roller Gel and the Maximum Strength Cooling CBD Roller Gel. TheTrustedLab.com. Go there right now. TheTrustedLab.com. If you don't see what you need right away, go in the shop for categories and type in Maximum Strength Hot and Cold Roller. It's on sale right now, too. All right, uh, let's sneak in a couple more calls. We promised Tony in College Station. He'd definitely be up next this hour. Tony, I know you hung up, called back right away, so here you are. You're on the air. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Biscuits. Uh, I got a couple of them there, but oh, I need to cut them back some because it's a chore getting in and Well, you should. As, as Well, you should. You should have cut them back before last night's freezing weather to make it easier to cover. So if we were to get another freeze, and there's a possibility in College Station you're still going to get another freeze by February. So you could prune them today to make them easier to cover. But the other thing is hibiscus should be pruned several times throughout the year. If your blooms last year were only at the very top, the tip tops of this, that means you didn't prune it enough. The more you prune it, the more blooms you get down low because it comes on new wood, so we want to force new wood growth. But I, I've always been a proponent in the months of December and January, cut your hibiscus back to a size that makes them easier. Whoop, just lay some blankets or frost covers on top if and we were to get another freeze. You had freezing temperatures last night. I hope they were protected. Uh, but even if they weren't protected, let's get it back in there today, cut it back to an easy size and manageable size make it easier to cover on our what probably is going to be our final freeze for the winter of combination 21 and 22. I hope so. Just looking at long-term weather forecasting, I'm, I'm very optimistic. John in Tomball is up next. John, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Randy. Quick question for you. Real quick, ask your question. Let's see what we can do. When would you plant, start planting with a fresh uh, flower bed? Should I wait till the end of the next month? On oak trees? You can plant them today. You could have done them yesterday. This is the month, January, to plant oak trees. This is the month. I'm talking about fresh flower beds, brand new. Okay, it says oak tree over here on the, the thing, so misunderstood that. You can build the beds right now, depending on what you want to plant in there. If it's going to be spring color, obviously you're going to wait on that. You can build the beds today. You should build the beds today. Let them mellow for a month or so before you plant anything in there. But when it comes to trees and evergreen shrubs, you can plant those yesterday. January and February are considered two of the best months for that. Thank you, young Will Melbourne. We will talk again next Sunday, but we'll all talk on Garden Line Saturday morning at 6 a.m. God bless everyone. Enjoy your Sunday. Go Cowboys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.